20 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are going to go out there and play some Dominaria Remastered yes. at your LGS, uh, or maybe, you know, you're sitting around Cuban at home because it's winter and it's chilly outside. Either way, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we are going to get you ready for said Dominaria Remastered event at your local game store, or if you get a box to play with your friends, by letting you know what the draft archetypes are and what some powerful cards are that you need to consider when you're making those pack one, pick ones. That's right. These remastered sets encompass so many cards, oh especially gosh. Dominaria Remastered. Yeah. 30 years of 30 cards. 30 years of cards. And so it's almost it can as be, old as I am. <laughs> it can be really overwhelming to look at all these cards and wonder, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. What's some powerful stuff to do? Well, don't worry. We're going to help you out. Yeah, absolutely. We're also going to have a randomize for you and talk about, uh, we're going to we have a story time. Yeah, a little Brothers War story time. Because How about that? we just finished the Dominaria uh, story. Yes. And now we're on to Brothers War story. So we're slightly behind where we are IRL. That's true. But that's okay. We'll it's the only story up. that's out right now, though. Yes. It's not Soon even that won't out. be true. But. <laughs> For the right time now, being, it is the only story that is out. We are going to get you caught up on the story which currently exists in the there world. There you go. Uh, yeah, Dominaria Remastered out on the 13th, BT Dubs, Very if you want to check with your store to see yeah. if they're holding any events. But before we dive off the high dive into a pile of magic cards a la Scrooge McDuck. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> ah, man, who amongst us hasn't dreamed of Scrooge McDucking some magic cards? Ab- are you kidding me? It's the dream. That yeah. is the dream of anybody who plays Magic the Gathering is to Scrooge McDuck it into a pile of cards from a high dive. All right. Fair Although, enough. I feel like you would not survive. I think it would. Well, <laughs> I, I, think, I think physics are against you. And that the only reason it worked for Scrooge McDuck is because he and the coins are made of animation. Because like if you packed that pool, you would definitely you die. Would die. <laughs> you would die. <laughs> On impact. But say you had just enough like could is there a number of cards you could fill the pool with so as that you would dive into them and maybe only uh, emerge with paper cuts and not a broken spine i don't spine. think so i don't think that that's <laughs> the way it works hey if you out there are listening and you know how to solve this yes. kind of problem <laughs> please let us know please let us know how you could maybe okay i'm gonna tell you what i think is your best Wet cards scenario yes is to Fill the pool half with magic cards and half with water. Oh, well, for sure that. So they're just, it's just like cards in water. <laughs> soup. You're it's describing ca- soup. It's card soup. And what you're diving into <laughs> is card soup. Okay, that would work. That would work. I, I think so. I don't even know how you'd go about solving this problem, Anyways, quite honestly. Anyway, well, <laughs> what I was trying to say is become a patron. <laughs> oh, Yes. Thank you. Thank you, patrons. Uh, you make the wheels in the bus go round and round. Oh, oh yes. All over town. And, you know, we are so thankful for you for supporting our show here in 2023 as we get the year underway. You can become a member of our show. It's super simple over at patreon.com slash glhfmagic. There's a bunch of tiers that you can subscribe to. Even a dollar a month gets you access to our Discord, which is a great place to hang out and talk about magic. Yes. And thank you so much to this week's two new patrons, yes. Aaron and... And Steven. Yay, Aaron and 
Stephen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Aaron and Stephen. This episode is for, for you. you. And as always, if you would like to claim a specific part of Please the episode, do. go over to the Discord and do that. Yeah. We'd love to know which part of this episode specifically is yours. Uh, our patrons on Discord also get to like kind of give us info on what they'd like to hear us talk about on the show. Yeah. By the way, the show is inspired by one of our patrons. Being like, hey, can we talk about Dominar like, Remastered Archetypes? Yes, we can. And beep, we beep, will. Beep. Yes, we will. So like, if you're like, want to tell us what to do, become a patron. <laughs> And you and can you at least can. suggest it. You can at least suggest it. Yeah. Um, yeah so thank more, you. What more are any of us doing than just suggesting our way through life? It's so true. I mean, everything we do is a suggestion. There's no guarantee anything we do actually comes out how we're going to think it You know, comes out. Every time I walk... I'm just suggesting to my legs that that's what they do, like, and I it's would, turning out okay. And then they actually do it. Exactly. But there's no guarantees. No, there's Even not. Even if it happened 100 times out of 100, there's no guarantee no that it guarantees. will happen on the 101st time. So how about that? That's philosophy but for you. you know is guaranteed? David Hume. What? This, ep- this episode. It is. <laughs> This episode. So if you, if you appreciate things in your life that are guaranteed, um, consider becoming a patron uh, so that we can uh, yeah. so that we can keep bringing you episodes that are guaranteed. We also want to say thanks to Card Kingdom. They're guaranteed yes. for being great. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. The best place to go for all of your card gaming needs. In fact, they even have a great blog with all sorts of yes, tips and do. articles. And we're using one of their articles today to help talk to you about Dominaria uh, remastered draft archetypes. <gasps> you almost said United. I did. That's like what happens when we have a Dominaria set and then so another many Dominaria. Dominaria. Set. So much Dominaria. <laughs> Dominaria. Uh, you can uh, buy a box, by the way, over yeah. on their website now. It's available for pre order because we're recording this episode before the actual release mm-hmm. on the 13th. So you can go to cartkeen.com slash GLHF. Check out uh, their their uh, new pre order for Dominaria remastered. If you need any singles, whatever you want. And also, like Megan said, their blog is an awesome resource too great place and it's just just a great place period you know what i mean yeah man yeah it is time for the randomizer and i'm gonna show you an art great i want to i want to see it all right here you go oh sick i said i wanted to see it but did i no you didn't i'm gonna say you didn't (sighs) this art what the heck how do you describe well okay it's simple, but it's gross. There's a brain, everybody. I don't know what other way to put it. There is a giant brain, and it's being <laughs> infiltrated, attacked, penetrated, if you will, by tentacles. Yep. That's, That's it. it. That's what the art it's is. It's gross. It's very gross. Is this it's card... It's really gross. I actually am it's pretty disgusting. looking at this. Is, this. is this card like something like... Um, you know, like duress. Is this an alternate art for duress? Oh, interesting. Couldn't you see that being what it is? Yeah. If you tell me that's not what it is, I'll... That's not what it is. Okay, this card is called Brain um, Brain Leech. Okay. Um, even though it doesn't look oh. like a leech, it looks more like an octopus. Um, brain tentacles? I don't know. That's that's really literal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mine's tentacles. All right. Um, and it's a blue card, and you get to uh, mind control one of your opponent's creatures, but they get it back in two turns. <laughs> Fascinating. You have the color right. I nailed it. 
Um, the name of this card is Bamboozle. No, it is not. That the, card is not named Bamboozle. I, the, the art I, and the name are like a real mismatch here. That, that is, is not, not a bamboozling that's going on there. This is not how you bamboozle someone. You don't peel. Ooh, their, my, I think it's the fact that it looks like their skin is literally peeled back. Yes. It's it, like yeah, their the brain is out, back and out like, in the world. And like tentacle their brain. Okay. Oh, I'm being bamboozled. Stop tentacling no. my brain and peeling my head no. skin back. <laughs> oh, we need to stop saying somebody would say. I'm really not happy about it. Okay, okay, sorcery. Target player reveals the top four cards of their library. Oh. You choose two of those cards and put them into that player's graveyard. Put the rest on top of their library in any order. That card's really bad. That's, yeah. That card stinks. Very weird. How much does it cost? Three mana. Gross. It is from Odyssey. I will never be thinking about that card ever again. Thanks. Well, I would like to forget it immediately, so... <laughs> Bamboozle? That's so funny. That is, if yeah. you gave me a thousand billion guesses and even a multiple choice, I would never have choose Bamboozle for the name of that card. Yeah. Anyway, to contrast, uh, the art I'm about to show you is perhaps the cutest card I've ever seen okay. in Magic. I'm very I've never seen it before. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> There is, this is like some kind of tiny, very angry robot. Isn't it so cute? It's so angry. It has the biggest <laughs> scowl. It's kind of like dropping in from above. It looks a little bit like it's a blimp. Look like its, its top is a blimp. Back here. I know. <laughs> like its top is a blimp and yeah. then it's just being like suspended by this blimp. Its arms are like two little drill arms. <laughs> And I just can't emphasize how angry this little robot is. It's like the face owls yes. have. They're just always it's mad. Like, it's like ineffectively angry, though. It's like, I'm so mad. I'm mad. And everyone's like, yeah, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, good job okay. being mad, buddy. Okay, uh, what do you Great. think this card is called and what it does? Ooh, okay. I think that this card is called... Um, uh, little buddy. Exactly, little buddy. Um, I'm going to say Scowling Automaton. That's cute. Yeah. Scowling Automaton. Great. Um, it's two mana for a 1-1 um, one -one flyer. And when it enters the battlefield, you look at your opponent's hand. Okay. The end. You have come far closer than I did um, on my, whatever the heck I called that stupid brain card. Um, this is Hover Guard Observer. Okay. From Dark Steel everybody. It's two blue blue for a 3-3 three, three drone. It's an uncommon flying. It can uh, block only creatures with flying. Oh, cute. Cute little good card. Yeah. Great card. The flavor I'd text it. says it could be made to run silently, but its low hum reminds the Nurok that they are always watched. Oh. Oh, dark. well. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why he's so mad, though. There's no clue. He's so mad. <laughs> There's no clue. He's just an observer. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't like observing people against yeah. their will. And he's, he's like, kind of upset about this. it. <laughs> I think this card is the cutest card I've ever seen. I'm, an, I'm obsessed with this card. <laughs> uh, would this card exist right now? Three, three. Yeah, this would yeah, be the right rate is, and everything. This is a card that I could see them printing again. Okay. Well, if you do Wizards of the Coast, please use the same art because oh, very cute. I love him. <laughs> All right, Maria, let's get down to business with some Dominaria Remastered. Yes, Dominaria Remastered coming out on the 13th. Like we mentioned, it's uh, got 30 years of magic under its belt and in its little packs, in yes. its little packies. Uh, the all sets from Dominaria, um, like 271 cards. 
it's basically like drafting a Dominaria themed cube. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things to know about this kind of remastered set is that there are some strong archetypes, like some cool synergies that you can do. Yes. But this is, it's a little bit more like you want to open each pack and evaluate the quality of cards in it. Right. Um, you're going to get farther by being like, oh, this is, I think, the best card in the pack. Yeah. Um, and drafting like that, as opposed to really trying to force one of these synergies, um, because there's a lot of value in here. Like a lot of them are value-based synergies, with the exception, of course, being Storm, which everyone was very excited <laughs> to see. Very, very excited. What do you mean by value-based synergy? It means that you're going to want to do like classic things that are going to help you long term get more out of your cards right. than your opponent is. So cards that bring cards back from the graveyard. Sure. Um, stuff that draws you cards. Right. Um, creatures that have a little bonus attached to them. Uh, stuff like that that's a little bit more card for your card. Card for your card. Little, you just this want card more is so card, card for your card. Yes. <laughs> you want cards that are so card. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a callback. Um, the reason for this is because remastered sets and mastered sets are often much higher power level than yes. you get in a normal Magic the Gathering set, which relies on, like you mentioned, synergy to make your deck more powerful. Here, you don't need to worry about that as much because the card's base power level is just already so yes, much higher. it's already quite high. Yep. That being said, obviously, um, knowing the strengths of kind of the color pair that you're drafting is it's, going it's to help handy. you. Yes, it's going to help you pick those strong cards out of those packs. Okay, do you want to start with um, some archetypes or do you want to start with some strong cards? Ooh, let's start with some strong commons. Like, speaking of. Yes. Um, so, of course, rares and mythic rares are always going to be busted in a lot of these master sets. Uh, but commons is, of course, where your bread is buttered, <laughs> if you will, in any draft format. So we're going to yeah. talk about the best ones that kind of jump out at you. And you should take note of if you see them in a pack. Yeah. So uh, starting in white, obviously pacifism. Hello. Classic nice removal spell. This is one in a white for enchantment. Enchanted creature can't attack a block if you don't know pacifism. I want to call this out though because there's new art on this pacifism and what is happening? It is... <laughs> It is a warrior who has taken off not just his armor, but all of his, all of his clothing clothes. down to his long underwear. He's like, you know what? Screw all this. Of it. He's like, I, do you know what? If I was wearing any shred of clothing besides my underwear, I would still be a warrior. It's all it's gone. gotta it's go. It's gotta go. And he's he's off to a better life. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's got to be the funniest pacifism art I've ever seen. Yes. Um, next up, Nomad Decoy, also in white, is two and a white for a one two it has white tap tap target creature threshold white white tap tap two target creatures activate only if seven or more cards are oh, in your threshold. graveyard wow yes um it's just it's just quite good again yeah, um, a tap kind of effect. effect is excellent a pseudo removal essentially yeah. um and having that additional threshold ability where you can tap two things with that's, a single creature that's nuts is just really so good because especially it's, it's going to make this card better in the late game absolutely yeah and you can change what you need to tap like sometimes in a game you kill something and you're like whoops killed the wrong thing tapper don't have that problem yeah yep all right. Uh, we've also got Phantom Flock in white. This is three white white for a bird soldier spirit flying. It's a zero zero when it enters a battle. Oh, excuse me. It enters a battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it. If damage would be dealt to Phantom Flock, prevent that damage. And then you just remove a plus one plus one counter instead. I mean, it's just nice. That's annoying. Exactly. It's a flyer that if uh, you try to trade with it, your thing dies and it doesn't. Ugh. 
That's aggravating. Um, and again, one of the powerful things that you can do in these, especially in these remastered sets, yeah. which are a little bit more old school, is that like flyers are just good. Yes. Um, flyers are good. They're a good way to close bulletin. out the game. It's good. Uh, let's talk about some commons that are um, above the bar in blue. First off, you can't not mention it. You can't scoff at it. Man of War. Two in a blue, two, two jellyfish. When it enters the battlefield, return target creature to its owner's hand. Why is this card good, Megan? It's just some classic tempo. This is what they call value right exactly. here. Exactly. This is a lot of card for your card. You're getting a 2-2 two, two creature for three, and you're getting a bounce spell. Yeah. That's two card. That's two card. Two card. One card. One card. <laughs> <laughs> two card, one card. Two card, one card. Don't Google it's it. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but think about it. This jellyfish can return something that's way bigger than himself. Exactly. Maybe your opponent spent a bunch of mana. Either way, you're basically just rewinding their last yeah, turn. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, so rude. Um, speaking of rude, how about counterspell? Blue, blue, counter-target spell. It's in the set. It's a classic. It's incredible. G get in the deck. All right. <laughs> Just two blue mana. Yes. Uh, Avon Fisher is in this set, which if you don't remember this card, three and a blue for Bird Soldier. It's a 2-2 two -two flyer. When Avon Fisher is put into a graveyard from play, you may draw a card. Once again, it's a flyer, so it's getting that job done. And when it dies, you get another card back. So much card for your card. Card for card. Card for card. Literally card for card. Let's talk about uh, black. Um, so terror is in this set. Yes. One in a black instant Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature. It can't be regenerated. It's really good. Wow. It's like Doomblade. It's so fast. It's so fast. It's so fast. <laughs> it's so fast. It get you good. That's that art is uh, horrifying on this terror. Yes, as well. it really is. Um, Icker Slick is just another great removal spell. Two and a black sorcery. Target creature gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. It has cycling for two or madness for three and a black. Fabulous. So just lots of value in there. And here's a card that we have seen recently, which is in this set, but this is kind of, uh, just like FYI, Phyrexian Rager, that's card for your card there. Yeah, card for card. Two and a black for a 2-2. Two, two. When it enters the battlefield, you draw a card and you lose the life. There you go. Nice. Card for card. card. For card. In red, these kind of inclusions are not going to surprise you, but uh, Chain Lightning. Yep. Red mana, deal three damage. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Solar Blast. Again, another three damage spell. This one's three and a red. Instant uh, deals three damage to target creature or player. Cycling for one red red. That's great. Uh, when you cycle it, you may have it deal one damage to target creature or player. Flexibility. Also great. And exactly. In red, that's something that you sometimes need. Yeah. If there's something that you can ping for one, once again, you're getting card for card. Yep. Goblin Matron is here in red, too, which is another great example of a value card. Yes. She's two in a red for a 1-1. One, one. When she enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a goblin card, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle. Um, and it card also, for card. It's a card that won Flavor Text of the Year, I believe, when it came out. A mother only a child could love. I think so. It's great. Great. So a plus. good. A plus. Yes. In green. Um just Value Town USA here. Yep. Werebear. One in a green for a 1-1. One, one. Tap, add green. Threshold. It gets plus three, plus three if there are seven or more cards in your graveyard. Speaking of good flavor text, Werebear's flavor text is he exercises his right to bear arms. I think that that might be a Mark Rosewater original. Right? Yeah, it does That's the seem story. like it. I think so. <laughs> a Penumbra Bobcat. Two in a green for a 2-1. When it dies, make a 2-1 black cat creature token. Card, card for Card. How many times do you have to How say it? How many times it? do you have to say it? Card for card. I love this next one. Kavu Primark is in this set, which is yeah. three and a green for a three, three with kicker four. 
Convoke. So this has Convoke. Yes. As well, so your creatures can help cast this spell. If it was kicked, it enters the battlefield with four plus one plus one counters on it. That's absurd. It big. That's seven. It big. It power cheap. and toughness. Exactly. For four it big. It cheap. Your creatures can help cast it. Yeah. Uh, Him big. E- excellent. So those are some of the commons we want you to look out for when you're drafting Dominaria uh, remastered because... They're just gonna. They're just gonna push you over the edge. Exactly. They're Little just card good card. cards. They're. It's good removal. Yep. Or it's just good value. Yeah. And those so are two. Keep those words in your things. mind when you're playing this. Value. 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 Card for card. Card for card. Let's talk about the draft archetypes. Yes. In this set. All right. Kicking it off with blue white. This is the classic flicker archetype in blue white. Uh, it has the uncommon sawtooth loon, which <laughs> being a Minnesotan, we can say <laughs> this is not a loon. Just like PSA. Just like FYI. PSA, if you're wondering what a loon looks like. It's not like not this. Not like this. This looks more like not a like this. puffin of it does. some description. Or like a, um, what's the big one I'm Heron? thinking of? Yeah. Nope, keep going. <laughs> pelican. Pelican, yeah, okay. pelican. Uh, two white blue for a 2-2 flyer. When it enters the battlefield, return a white or blue creature you control to its owner's hand. When it enters the battlefield, draw two cards, then put two cards from your hand on the bottom of your library. Great. Yeah, so that's value right there. Yeah. We've been talking about. Um, and then, of course, uh, we've got to have momentary blink if we're talking about blink and mm-hmm. flicker effects in white and blue. This card is the, basically the name for why we just call stuff blinking. Uh, one in a white, an instant. Exile target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control and has flashback for yes. three in a blue. Oh, man. Like, you could blink your loon. Blink the then, loon. And then your loon, loon come blink. And then loon blink something else? Yeah. Wow. Setting yourself up for success here in blue and white with a bunch of stuff that you can return. I mean, like we talked about Man of War already. Yep. So <laughs> you could just recast your own Man of War again. Yeah, that's what I'm definitely doing. Nice. Uh, you can flicker a card like White Mane Lion. Do you remember this little friend? Yeah. Um, you can, which also then chains your flicker effect because when this enters the battlefield, you return a creature you control to its owner's hand. Amazing. So like you can just keep going. Like it can get very silly very quickly. So you want to pick up lots of stuff that, that has entered the battlefield triggers. Yep. And then stuff to make sure that you can bounce them or flicker them. Wow. I'm so excited for that. That sounds very, very cool. In white and blue. Next up is black, white, life, gain, and loss. Uh, so this just has lots of things that help you gain life, or you can pay life uh, for bonuses on them, like Gerard's Verdict, white, black, for a sorcery. Target player discards two cards. You gain three life for each land card discarded this way. Ooh. And Phyrexian Scuta, three and a black for a 3-3. Three, three. Kicker, pay three life. If it was kicked, it enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. So gain your life so that you can use your life. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like classic, like Phyrexian Rager, we just talked about. You lose a life when it enters the battlefield. Um, Yeah. There's Flesh Reaver, which is one in a black for a 4-4. When it deals damage to a creature or opponent, it deals that much damage to you. Nice. So it's like a powerful card that also can have a really big drawback if you don't have a plan for gaining life. Yeah, so if you happen to see a lot of these life gain uh, loss cards going around the table, think about black, white, life gain, life loss. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, next up, we're talking about white, red, 
auras and enchantments, oh, Maria. excuse me, what did you say? Mm, yes, this is the archetype that I would be most excited to draft 100%. I mean, it has our good old buddy, Valduck, Keeper of the Flame, two in a red for a 3-2. Loved this card. At the beginning of combat on your turn, for each aura and equipment attached to Valduck, create a 3-1 red elemental creature token yep. with trample and haste. Exile those tokens at the beginning of the next end step. I love it. Load yep. up your Valduck. Just load Val up Duck. Duck, Duck, Val Duck, Duck, and then just get all of your fabulous little three ones. Um, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, obviously you have Mesa Enchantress, it. which is one white white. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you may draw a card. I mean, obviously, so in. powerful. Tiana ships caretaker. This is also in original Dominaria yes, with Valduck. Absolutely, three red white for a three three flying first strike. Whenever an aura or equipment you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may, may return that card to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. Tiana was always a card I wanted to play with more, but it wasn't really yeah. good in Dominaria. So, like, we didn't. It was good for being legendary, but it wasn't good for its ability. Right. Really, its ability yeah. didn't really. So I'm. Excited to see if it has a home here to be able to get some more play because what a fun idea. Yeah. White also has access to Oromancer, by oh, the way. Great. Which, when it enters powerful. the battlefield, you can return an enchantment from your graveyard to your hand. So even if your creature gets killed or whatever, there's ways to recur your enchantments mm -hmm. so that you don't... Or if you played a pacifism and your opponent doesn't mean like sacrifice yeah, the creature exactly. with it or destroy the pacifism, you can just get it back and put yeah. on something new. I love it. Nice. Um, so yeah, red-white's where my happy place is here <laughs> in, this, in this draft format for sure. Next up is white-green threshold. Speaking of threshold... Uh, so yeah, this is... Threshold, again, is the ability where if... If or the mechanic where if you have seven or more cards in your graveyard, then you get some kind of bonus. Yes, it's a keyword. Um, so for instance, there's Mystic Enforcer. Sorry, I just needed to get a close up look at this art. Uh, is it? A, is it what uh, I think it is? It's a. It's is a, a cat, cat head. head? <laughs> it looks Mystic Enforcer looks like they. It has a cat head. It's so cute. It's, How many cute cards are we gonna see? I today don't know. That I didn't know about before today. It what just, a great day. It's so weird. It says Human Nomad <laughs> Mystic, but that it, this is. It's a, is a cat. cat head, right? It's a cat head. What do I look? We're looking at a cat head, Maria. You can't tell me it's not. I had the same reaction when I first saw it. I mean, it must be. Somebody's like going to tell me it's it's just a helmet, or and I'm like, why Dumb. does it have no. two little cat ears? It has two cat ears. Okay, two okay. green white <laughs> for a three three protection from black. As long as seven or more cards are in your graveyard, it gets plus three plus three and has flying. I mean, that like a six six flyer if you have threshold. <laughs> Jeez. I'll take um, it. It is worth noting that there's like not as much stuff that puts cards in your graveyard right away. Yeah. Um, which sometimes green gets those, right? Like we most recently had the cycle in Brothers War where the cards that when they enter the battlefield, you mill three and can return something right. or not. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, or there's even just been in the past green cards that when they enter the battlefield, you mill some number of cards. There isn't a ton of that to really help you with threshold. So it's it's kind of hard because then you're playing you're playing more of a mid-range game where you know that these cards will accumulate that value later Later because you will just naturally end up with seven cards in the graveyard yeah. as opposed <laughs> to being able to like tur basically like Agro turbo adult, threshold yeah. something and on turn four play a six six flyer. I think the way that you're going to be able to do this if you're able to get this card, it's uncommon, is Milliken. 
which is yes. two colorless. You tap to mill a card and you add um, colorless mana. It's a zero one. Yeah. So that is a way to be on the lookout for that card specifically if you're drafting threshold in green white. But like, yeah, it's not going to be as easy as some other stuff that we, we've seen in the past. Exactly. Um, if there's stuff that you're looking for to like help cycling cards, obviously. Yep. Help. They get themselves into the graveyard. Very true. So keep an eye Very out for that. Very true. All right, how about this archetype? Classic blue-black control. Yes. Yes, please. Let's Thank talk about you. it. Um, you've got cards like Recoil, <laughs> one blue-black for an instant. This Sorry, this is, art, no, I know what this is art happening? Is, I have no idea. <laughs> Return target permanent to its owner's hand, then that player discards uh, a card. I mean, hot. There is a golem or something entering somebody's brain yes. forcefully. It's like a ghost. A ghost, yes. There's like a ghost... It looks like a ghost is headbutting a man. Yeah. <laughs> is what it looks like. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> what a um, great day for our magic art today, everybody. Um, and then Thieving Magpie, two blue blue for a 1-3 flyer. When it deals combat damage to an opponent, draw a card. Sick. Great. You don't even need to put an aura on that bird. It nope, just give you card. It just give you card. Of course, you're going to have to have lots of removal to make sure that it gets in. Uh, you'll want to get lots of card draw. Yeah, to help you out because that is the way that control sustains itself. You need to be, you can't just card for card your opponent. <laughs> it's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> we already mentioned a card like Terror that exists in black, which yes. can kill basically anything. And there's fabulous draw spells in blue, like Deep Analysis, mm. which is three in a blue for a sorcery target player, draws two cards. Flashback is one in a blue, pay three life. Amazing. Deep Analysis. Great. Yes. Yeah, that's one you're going to definitely want to give yourself the uh, the leg up on card advantage as you're trying to deal with your opponent's threats. Um, next up is an archetype that everybody's excited about, and that is Storm. People love drafting Storm. People love drafting Storm. Warning. <laughs> what are you going to say? Don't do it. If there, no, do it. But... I'm just going to warn you, if there is anyone else at your table you drafting it, it. You, it will not it work will out not well happen. for either of you. It will not. Um, because you need to be the person. The only one. You need to be the person. Have you successfully drafted Storm? Never in my life, but I hope to someday. Me either. I've tried, for I sure. I have but certainly tried in like the Vintage Cube. Vintage Cube, I mean. But do you know what? It just didn't come no, together. it didn't work out for me. I, I even had, you know, I had, the I had the stuff. I had the tendrils, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it's got to be absolutely perfect it's like one of the hardest that's probably why people like to draft it because it's such a challenge to try and actually get something that comes together and actually works yes but there is grape shot in here which is a classic finisher for storm uh there's empty the warrens yeah which is a classic <laughs> finisher for storm and then once again you just need lots of like cheap ways to draw cards can trip yourself yes exactly frantic search is in this and it's a classic two and a blue instant draw two cards then discard two cards untap up to three lands like great that's what you want to be doing you just want to be frantic searching essentially like into infinity yes there's support cards like snap which is one in a blue instant return target creature to its owner's hand that's a great card period mm -hmm. and then you untap up to two lands so you're casting this you're bouncing a threat you're untapping your lands to cantrip yourself again draw more cards add to your storm count yep exactly um the way 
Yes. Once again, it's stuff that doesn't cost mana or that you can get your mana back from, like Skirk Prospector. Yeah. Um, is you know a classic that we see a bunch of. Um, Cloud of Fairies is another one. This is one in a blue for a 1-1 one, one flying. When it enters the battlefield, untap up to two lands. High Tide is in this set, oh, yeah. too, which wow. is a single blue for an instant. Until end of turn, all islands produce an additional blue mana when tapped. So yes. that's another way to do it. Very important. But like we said, our co- our huge caveat is it's like extremely difficult. You kind of need to be the only person because you need all you need the finishers and you need the right. stuff like high tide or frantic search. Right. Like, and your skirm has got to be high, right? And then yes. you also have to be able to draw or have in your hand your finisher, empty yeah. the warrens or grape shot, right? Yeah. So uh, it's it's difficult, but if you can do it, I it's mean, so cool. There's nothing like it. It in is all cool of magic. in a kind of unparalleled way. Up next, we've got Green Blue Ramp, classic uh, thing that Green Blue want to be doing. You've got Tatiova of Benthic Druid here. How can you have a Dominaria set without Tatiova? You just I love Tatiova. You just so can't. Much. This Tatiova is one of my favorite cards ever. I yeah, for sure it is. Um, three green blue for a three three landfall. Whenever a creature enters, or whenever sorry, obviously, whenever a land <laughs> enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life and draw a card. Oh, she's a thing of beauty. So amazing. Beautiful, beautiful um, druid. And then you just want big, you want to make sure, right, you have to have the right mix, always in ramp. The importance is to have the right mix of payoff cards, yep. like confiscate, four blue, blue, enchant permanent, you control enchanted permanent, and ramp cards. Right, exactly. So you want to have your <clears throat> payoffs and your ramp offs. <laughs> your payoffs and your ramp offs. Even Fate Shaper, oh my gosh, I almost said something bad. Fate Shaper is in the set six and a blue for a 4-5 fly, flyer. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library and then put them back in any order. Four and a blue, look at the top four cards of your library and put them back in any order. It's a pretty cool big flying bird that Ooh. you can play with. So that's yeah. a sweet ramp payoff. Uh, in addition to uh, something like a tatty over confiscate. Ooh, confiscate. For blue, blue, enchant permanent. You control enchanted permanent. Yep. Pretty sick. So those are the big payoffs you're looking for in green, blue. And then, of course, the cards that support that, that help you ramp like wild growth. Yeah. Um, next up is red, black, goblins, and zombies. Yay! I mean, classic. Uh, yep. Draw News Crusade. One black, red for an enchantment. All goblins get plus one, plus one. All goblins are black and are zombies in addition to their other creature okay, types. Okay, that's sick. Nice. I really like that. Um, I also love <laughs> Dedapult. What a one card name of the year, yes. the year it was printed. Two and a red enchantment. Red sacrifices zombie. Dedapult deals two damage <laughs> to any target. Great. Really incredible. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so in an archetype like this, you've got goblins, you got zombies, you've got goblin lords, you've got zombie lords, you've got things to do with sacrificing your creatures mm-hmm. and getting value out of things like that. Yes. Um some of the important stuff to do think about is like how are you going to make sure that if something like flooding happens or the game goes kind of long, how are you going to go wide and get through, right? Obviously, Deadapult ha- helps. It doesn't matter if they have a bunch of blockers. You can just to their face. Just Deadapult them. You can just Deadapult them. Zombie Infestation. This is one in a black for an enchantment. Discard two cards, create a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token. So later on in the game, if you're flooding out, just hold on those onto those lands and dump them. 
Um, there's great payoffs for sacrificing cards in this archetype. Phyrexian Ghoul is in the set. That's two and a black for a two-two. Sacrifice a creature. It gets plus two plus two until end of turn. Mm -hmm. There's no limit on how many times you can do that. By the way, um, we mentioned Skirk Pro Prospector earlier, which helps you power yep. out uh, various other cards. Siege Gang Commander is a notorious mm -hmm. great payoff for this archetype. That's the three red red uh, two-two gob. When it enters the battlefield, you make three one-one gobs, and then one in a black, one in a red. Sacrifice a gob deals two to any target. Nice. That one's like the also probably great. the yeah. big boom gob gob daddy. Probably. Big boom gob gob daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is green black. It's a it's just a classic mid range, classic <laughs> solid mid range deck. Green you want black value. mess around value value. What about a card like this? Spirit monger three green black six six beast. Whenever it deals damage to a creature, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Black regenerate it. Green becomes the color of your choice until end of next turn. The card's wow. stupid. That's just like what That's are like you getting supposed to do? Beating the head with a rock. What are you so, exactly. That what are you supposed to do? <laughs> we got, I have no idea. What are you supposed to do? Phyrexian Ghoul, two and a black, pacifism. two, two, sacrifice a creature. It gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. You know, just, just go and do your thing. We mentioned that in the previous archetype, good in this one too, because you're going to have a lot of access because you're going to have the black overlap here into this one. Um, <laughs> we mentioned Penumbra Bobcat earlier when we were talking mm -hmm. about our value cards. That's in green. So that's one, of course, that you look out in the green-black value archetype. <clears throat> uh, there's a card like Gamekeeper, which is three and a green for a 2-2 two -two elf. When it dies, you may exile it. If you do, reveal cards on the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Put that card onto the battlefield. Nice. And put all other cards revealed this way into your graveyard. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. Dumb. And then, of course, access to excellent removal like Terror and yeah. a card like dark withering nice which kills non-black creatures um finally we've got red green cycling i love me cycling you know cycling is just like basically you get an extra good thing included in your deck yes exactly and this archetype specifically right val sometimes cycling is just like getting good value from cards yeah but in this instance like great cycling decks need a payoff for cycling and in this case we have lightning rift one in a red enchantment whenever a player cycles a card you may pay one if you do lightning rift deals two damage to any target i'm sorry but if i open this in a pack I'm doing this. I'm going to high five myself. That's so and then cool. Absolutely draft it. It's so cool. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people would say the payoff for cycling is cycling itself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like the emotional satisfaction from cycling. Right. It, the act yeah. of cycling is enough <laughs> to make you to make happy. To make you happy, you did and it. feel good about cycling. <laughs> but if you have lightning rift, well, you'll also win you the You also get a technical That card is sick. Yes, exactly. Do you know what? Think about it. Maybe you would even draft cards that aren't in your color pair that what? have cycling what? for colorless. What? Get out of town. Like Radiance Judgment, uh, which is usually two and a white instant destroy target creature with power four or greater, but it has cycling for two generic mana. Just, just draft it. Just take it. You can just cycle it. What's cool is there's also this card in the set, Street Wraith, which has cycling, which is pay to life. 
So you don't have to do anything. Exactly. No mana required. No mana required. Hey, this archetype seems cool. This archetype seems sick. (laughs) All right, Maria. Yes. That is all the archetypes. Which one are you most excited to draft? Well, I did say that I wanted to draft the red, white auras deck. So I'm going to say that. But also, man, with this cycling deck, though, that lightning rift card seems so fun. I know. That that might just beat it out. I think that my answer is is the cycling deck because I want to lightning rift into a win. Okay, like there, I want to rift a win. There's another cool cycling payoff card that exists by the way besides lightning rift which is invigorating boon. Ooh. So, if you want you can do it in green too, which is one in a green enchantment. Whenever a player cycles a card, you may put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. Oh nice. So, so you can just get out a couple of creatures yeah. and then once again use this. Oh man. Oh, okay, red green cycling okay, is my answer. Red green cycling. This I mean, one seems obviously cool. the dream is to draft a storm deck, right? Yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's a generic dream. But it's so hard. And cycling just seems pretty sick also. I mean, we love a good build around Uncommon. Yes, we and do. And these two are so sick. Yes. Like... They really are. What can your opponent do? <laughs> imagine imagine a deck that is these and just all, all cycling. cycling. Every single thing You're going to find them because you're cycling. You're cycling. I don't know. I'm very excited. There you go, everybody. There's your primer on how to draft Dominaria Remastered. We yes. hope you head out to your local game store and check it out this week. Let us know Seems in sweet. the comments if you drafted one yes. of these archetypes or which one you are most excited to try drafting. Absolutely. They seem super fun everybody yeah we hope you have a great time and uh relive some of dominaria's history 30 years remember almost wow i'm like almost there i'm almost 30 you're so, so close <laughs> you're so close maria <laughs> almost as old as i am <laughs> wait wait that no. means that you're over 30 <laughs> you know uh, works either, either way, way. It's time for story time with Megan. All right. So we're starting out with episode one of The Brothers War, The End. The War. Oh. Yes. <laughs> episode one, The War. No, because Maria, this is actually after the war. Oh. Um, we, we are five years after the war between Mishra and Urza that ended with like an enormous explosion that essentially ended the world. And that, when did that happen? Um, 69 AR is five well, years after. <laughs> I wasn't expecting an exact answer like that. Well, there that. you go. Wow. Okay. So 64 AR was the end of the war. Okay. Um, after reconstruction? I, I don't know. <laughs> To be fair, I don't After know. Earth. Um, so, right, there was like an enormous, The all that we really know in this instance is that there was an enormous explosion. And I mean, like, it caused um, a, a total global shift in environment for them. Um, it collapsed wow. cities completely. Um, it, it caused enormous tsunamis that just obliterated coastal regions. Um, because of all of this, like it fundamentally messed up like the weather cycle so that now coastal regions that didn't used to have winter are having longer and longer winters. So it's like, right, everyone that's left over Changed after the world. the world ended, ended, right? Yeah, we're still now Penragon, which is one of these cities um, where Caleb and Krug, former princess of the city of Krug, which fell during the war, um, she is reigning over this one of the few remaining cities, Penragon. Um, but stuff is bad, right? Like soldiers, everyone smile are trickling back from like the long lost battlefronts yeah um but it's hard to grow anything because once again winter is just longer and longer and there aren't that many laborers and everyone's overworked and stuff is just hard um 
And Kayla's just kind of like, everything is bad. Um, and we're just kind of like slowly, we survived the end of the world, but now we're just slowly <laughs> declining into the true end of the world. Do you want to know what, what it feels like? AR stands for? What? We found it. It stands for the Argivian Reckoning. Oh, well, It is the primary go. calendar used in Dominaria. It sets the year zero as the year in which both Urza and Mishra were born. Oh, that makes sense. It came into use many years after the time of the brothers and was used informally for seven thousand, several thousand years before an attempt was made to clarify historical facts <laughs> that makes sense yeah um so caleb and krug bt dubs used to be married to urza or it was married to urza before he uh, ostensibly Expl- maybe died in the war right although uh maybe he didn't we'll get into that but anyways um they had a son or she had a son also died in the war okay um she mad about it well yeah as you would be um she mad at urza Thanos, who was urza's like apprentice essentially for a long and, and very good friend for a long 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 time comes back at the beginning of the story comes back um and she's like we all thought you were dead and he's like i'm not surprise surprise i'm not and he's like hey you obviously need help um and i can make like these mechs the mechs that urza and mishra made were designed for war but i can make civil versions of these mechs that can help do work oh. because obviously right things are decli- things are up. failing yeah. yes um so i will make these civil mechs for you and kayla's like just so we're clear like everybody's mad at urza and mishra and for ending the world i'm <laughs> mad at urza for ending the world and for getting my son killed look there's a lot we're of reasons to be mad, mad at people at him. but ending the world is probably yeah, exactly. number one on the list but she's like fine tanos if this will actually help like save my people in the present you can do it okay um and they're like okay i feel like this can't end well but all right and also tanos at one point is like bt dubs urza isn't dead but he different now i don't know what that means <laughs> That's a paraphrasing, but he's not dead, but he's he different, different now. And Kayla's like, I don't want to know. You know he's what? dead to me. Yeah. So fine. Good enough. <laughs> um, okay. So we fast forward, you know, like a co- months later and it's finally spring. And sure enough, um, they have some of these civil mechs now uh, and stuff is starting to regrow. The mechs are helping to rebuild the wall. But Kayla's scouts are like, there is an enormous, like an e- enormous march of people coming. Hmm. Um, and we don't know what they want or what their purpose is or if they're warriors. Some of them are certainly equipped for battle. Um, but we don't know what their deal is. It's probably, it's like, a hundred thousand people in this marching column, uh, and they're going to arrive here in a few months. God, you didn't um, have cell phones; you couldn't just call. Exactly, them you couldn't just call them and be like, "What are you up to?" And they'd be like, "This is what we're up to." So, anyways, um, this huge column uh, arrives outside Spooky. Pentagon. Okay, um, and it's some people that uh, Kaylin knows, or like some of them that she has seen from before, who served in the war. Yeah, and the ones who are leading them, there's like a lot of you know, like act, like civilians essentially in sure. there, like um, elderly people and kids and stuff. But there's there are warriors, and some of them come and they have like a little meeting with Kayla, and they're like. They're like kind of like zealots who are like, we must destroy all the machines in the world. We've already we've already been to these other two cities and quote unquote like liberated them from machines because machines were what the war was fought with, right? Sure. So Which, they're to be mad fair, about it. Exactly. They're they don't they're real mad it. about machines. And that makes to be fair, the machines did some really awful stuff. Hold on. I just put it together in my brain. You're talking about taking these machines, turning them into fun like crop 
you're do- they're doing crops. They're yes, making walls. Exactly. But you know what? A set coming up is called what? March of the Machine. Uh oh. I'm worried that they're gonna get up and have their own uprising and be like, we don't want to put up your walls. Maybe we want to relax on the beach with a mai tai. We'll kill see. everyone. Although to be fair, to be clear, this is way, way, way in the past. Okay. Um, of present like right. Dominaria in this area. This is way in the past. Um, so yeah, they're like, um, they're like, hey, we just want to like trade with you. Like, will you help trade with people so that we can continue our march? We're going to the Iron Tower, which was like this tower where Ursa did all of this work, and we're going to tear it down. And Kayla's like. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. You can trade with us. That's fine. But just don't look at the machines. Exactly. Have. Don't look at the machines behind <laughs> our walls. And she's like, she's like, obviously these people are like, like cruel kind of, right? They keep talking about having like, quote unquote, liberated these cities, but like, who knows what actually happened? Um, anyways, sure enough, the next day, um, while Kayla's in a meeting, someone comes and gets her and Thanos is like, hey, just so you know, it turns out that this March and they're like, people um, had actually sent some people to infiltrate our city and that they knew that the civil mechs were here. And today, two of them unprompted attacked a civil mech. Oh. Um, and the city guard killed the people who attacked the oh, mech. Uh-oh. Which, to be okay. clear, um, ACAB, those cops shouldn't have done that. <laughs> okay? Not okay. Now there's going to be a problem. And there is a problem. And sure enough, um, you know, like the rider comes back, you know, like the little like emissary for the for this huge like marching party comes back and is like hey we know that you have mechs in there we're here to liberate you from the evil monsters also wait they're like they're more like your city can't be saved we were gonna try to liberate you but you're too entrenched with the monsters so we're just gonna tear this whole place down Uh unless you surrender and march all the monsters into the sea (laughs) and kayla's like kayla's like literally we know from the beginning of the story that she can't do that. Like, this is literally what's keeping the city alive that yeah. like turned it around from them all just slowly starving to death to like having a chance at survival. Um, and so Kayla's like, look, Thanos, you said that you could adapt these civil mechs into ones that could fight. If you had to go do that. Cause do you know what? We don't have any option except to, uh, except to fight these guys wow. because I'm not going to like make them essentially just like, force all my people to be turned over to their long marching column and go tear down the iron tower or whatever. Like I'm not going to make them subjugate themselves to this giant marching column that like declares itself as some kind of like liberator from the machines, but they're actually doing something real shifty under there. I mean, it's so, it's so confusing at the time. Cause you're like, yeah, I guess machines were the reason for this giant exactly. war and downfall. Yes. But they were a real bad time. So if anybody was to say, oh, we should just get rid of machines and go back to life before machines. You'd be like, I There's understand a lot of the logic to be of like, that. Yes, I get it. But also Pentagon is specifically like, we were literally dying yeah. until Thanos came and was like, I can make civil mechs that literally he made mechs that didn't even, unless he adapted them, didn't even have the power to fight. Yeah. Um, like the one in the square was just attacked and did nothing. Wow. Um, so anyways, uh, and then they're like, okay, the, you know, the the machines, the the marching people, the long column of marchers is like, we're going to attack your city in the morning unless you change your mind. And Kayla's like, I'm not changing my fricking mind, man. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of the chapter. Wow. So we leave them with like, she's like, go turn these things into war machines again, buddy. Exactly. And the exactly. other people are like, well, you've gotten to the morning and then we unleash hell. And she's like, well, what about 
you don't know about my hell that I'm in Legion. Exactly. Um, but to be clear, they are like vastly outnumbered, right? This column has like a hundred thousand okay. people in it, and they have some machines and like a hundred people. But they're gonna try. Okay, so where are we in this event of this this story? Uh-huh. Is this at the time current concurrent with the Brothers War set that came out? Or is this like prehistory? Do you know? This is post the actual war. Okay. So this is five, right? The war was raging. Yep. Um, and part of what Tano says when he comes back, he's like, FYI, um, Urza, I like, we, it was a bad war. I understand that. Just so you know, Urza saved us all from becoming some kind of monster. He's like, Mishra had become some kind of monster, which mm-hmm. is true, right? Mishra had become a Phyrexian. Yes. Yeah. And it brought the Phyrexians. Um, that was like part of the battle that was going on. Okay. Um, and so he's like, Urza did something necessary. We all would have been Phyrexianized essentially, though they didn't have that word at the time. Um, if he hadn't done this. But everybody mad at both of the brothers because they brought this enormous war that ended with literally an explosion so big it messed up the entire plane. Wow. Um, and then this is five years after that. So, yeah, the brothers war precedes this. Right. Because we, we were playing with the cards, Urza and Mishra. Exactly. In the brothers war. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Got it. Wow. Yeah. What a banger of a way to start Honestly, off chapter one of the story. It was a really interesting story. I really yeah. enjoyed reading it. It Once again, super cinematic. And like, yes. I could see that film. It was super interesting, too, to again... Like I said, like like we were talking about having the set of people in the column who you're like, yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah, totally. You're so mad at these machines, but then also saying like, oh, you can't be, you can't hold that belief and be fundamentally unreasonable about it. Yeah. Like if you're not able to see that this town was not going to survive without them, then like what is your actual, right. like what is the actual point of what you're doing? Precisely. Your black and white white yes, belief is, is leaving yeah. no room. No room for, for like the people who are not in the surviving grave. without this. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So there you go. Wow. Story time. Story time. What a great story time. We'll continue very good. with yeah. the Brothers War story uh, as we work our way through this whole Phyrexian world we're living yeah. in. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> Which doesn't end until, I mean, who knows when, but certainly yeah. not until like at least After the middle of March next, of the machines. Yeah, next year. <laughs> I well, mean, no, this year. Yeah, middle of this year. Middle of this we're year. We're six months out from... I still thought we were in December when I said that. Fair enough. <laughs> I was still back in 2022. Time's an illusion. <laughs> it's time to say thank you to our another sponsor of ours, Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro. And I just wanted to highlight, again, like Ultra Pro thinking about the stuff that you need in your magic life and yeah. making it. Because they have this little set. It's a three-pack of a 15-card box, which 15 cards is the size of your sideboard. Yep. So you could tuck your little sideboard in here and then put it inside your deck box. Oh, that's great To make idea. sure that it never gets mixed up yeah. with, your, like, with your regular deck. Or... Three of these makes three packs for a cube. Oh, I love that. So you can pre-make a little like a little cube pack and make all of your little cube packs in these little boxes. Oh, that's so smart. And then at the end you just repack them all. Wow. Isn't that so smart? Make your own like uh, make booster your own pack. booster packs for cube. Um, use them to hold your sideboards inside your constructed decks. It's like it's just so smart. It's just ultra pro sitting down and being like, what do magic players right. actually need for the ways that they play their games? Yeah, check it out. This is this is a it's very so cool, cool product. Very exactly. so simple, and yet you're like, so why simple, did nobody so think of smart. this? Exactly. Don't 
Like, haven't seen it before. Here it is. So cool. So check them out. Ultrapro.com is the website to go to. Use the code GLHF at checkout for 5% off whatever you buy. They've got a lot of sales going on now as we start off 2023. I keep getting new emails. They're like, 50% off this, 50% off that. Mm -hmm. Remember, our code works on top of that 50% off. So you get 55% off or full press merch. You still get 5% off. So check them out. Ultrapro.com. Use code GLHF at checkout for an extra discount. Hey friends, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five, episode 520 Blaze It. Yes. Yep. Um, thank you once again to Aaron and Steven Yay. for making this episode happen. This one thank is you. all yours. Um, yeah. I'm so excited for Dominar Remastered Draft. Me too. It's, it seems super sweet. Yeah. Thank you to our patrons. Like Megan said, um, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. We'd love to have you. And you can suggest stuff for us to talk about on the show. We are your meat puppets and we will do what you say. <laughs> at least consider it. Yeah, at least consider it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're happy to uh, I like to help think of out. myself more as a meat marionette. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Well, that's creepier. It is creepier. Marionettes are far creepier than puppets. Just putting that out there. If you disagree with me, this is me you're wrong. Marionette I'm getting dance. scared right now. Marionette. I'm Marionette. I think I found a new fear. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found a new fear. I like why I went to sit on my hands. Why did I do that? I don't know. You're creeped out. What happened in my past life with marionette, a marionette? Marionette. <laughs> I was murdered by a marionette. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's creepier, a marionette or a ventriloquist dummy? Ooh, great question. Weigh in. <laughs> Weigh in on Twitter with the hashtag creepy puppets. Whether you think marionettes or ventriloquist dummies tough are one. spookier. It's a tough one. It's very tough. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you back here. Episode 521, where we have Phyrexia All Will Be One. Previews will be well underway, everybody. Yeah. Because they start this week on the 17th, and they've started already if you open some Dominary Remastered Packs. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> So we'll see you back here next week. <laughs>